What is up? What is up? And the question for today is, did we learn anything from Chet Holmgren's standout performance in his summer league debut? Should we overreact or was it just a great game against a bad summer league team? I share my thoughts. Stay tuned. Yo, yo, what is up? What is up? You are listening to the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast, which is your daily NBA Draft Podcast. I am Rafael Barlow, the Director of Scouting for NBA Big Board and the founder of NBA Draft Junkies. I'm excited. I got a lot to be excited for. I head off to Summer League tomorrow. Looking forward to that. And this Summer League is going to be a little bit, a little bit different. It's the first time in a while that I actually have an NBA scouting credential, or I don't even know if maybe it's a media credential. I don't know. Either way, I know that I have a credential. I remember maybe like 10 years ago, I used to swap credentials with friends and that's how I got in. And then the last few years I was paying, and I think it's like $40 a day. And that was adding up between the flight, the hotel and all of that. So this year, I'm fortunate enough to where I had enough points to where I get to fly to Vegas for only $11. Shout out American Airlines. We'll see based off everything that's going on if I actually get there. And then um had a friend who's who's uh, going to let me stay at his house because he's out of town. And then I got a credential. So I'm actually going to Las Vegas for the summer league and I'm not spending any money out of my pocket. So that is a major 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 blessing because vegas can get expensive but i won't be there too long i'll just be there probably from thursday until monday morning because i have a little one on the way don't want to be too far away from home because if my little one wasn't on the way i'd probably be in malaga at the under 17 tournament but let's talk about summer league and you can't talk about summer league without mentioning the performance that chet holmgren had last night but first shout out to each and every person that has made this nba big board podcast your first listen of the day and we have a title sponsor your title sponsor for today is arcade one up and arcade one up is partnering with locked on to give three free nba jam shack machines you heard that right three free nba jam shack machines these are the guys that are known for making incredible retro three-quarter scale at-home arcade games like Pac-Man, Golden Tee, and many more. Enter to win on arcade1up.com slash locked on. That is arcade, the number one, up.com slash locked on for your chance to win one of these NBA Jam Shack machines. All right, let's get into Chet Holmgren. Now, I am on the record. Uh, I would say I wasn't high on Chet. I think I was up and down. At the beginning of the year, I had Chet as the number one player on my big board. And then I had Bancaro ahead of him. And then on my latest big board, I had Bancaro number one, Jaden Ivey two, Jabari three. I had Chet as low as four. Definitely against the consensus, not one of the... Definitely against the consensus. I just put it like that. So Chet was one of the guys that even if I had him number one on my big board, he was one of the guys that I was really, really looking forward to seeing in summer league just because 
I wanted to see how he looked in an NBA setting, and I've never had any doubts about his skill level. Um, but one of the biggest question marks that I had was how does he create his own shot? Is he a guy that you can just say, hey, go get me a bucket? So that was that was one of my biggest knocks on him all throughout the process. In one game, one early summer league game, it wasn't Vegas summer league, but one summer league game may have changed my overall thought process on Chet Holmgren. He showed some stuff in the game versus the Jazz that we didn't see at Gonzaga. And now it starts to make me wonder, was Gonzaga holding him back a little bit? I mean, I, I he showed flashes, so it's not like it's caught me totally off guard. But the player that we saw versus Utah was a totally different player than we saw at Gonzaga. And if you're an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, or even a Chet Holmgren fan, you have to be super pleased. I mean, let me just give you these numbers. Yesterday, in 23 minutes, he had 23 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, 6 blocks, 7 for 9 shooting, 4 for 6 from 3, 5 for 5 from the free throw line. He could not have had a better professional debut, even though, again, it is preseason. But he could not have had a better debut. He showed the ability to score in transition. And, and that was something that we did see at Gonzaga. And I had mentioned in previous podcasts that the half-court shooting numbers were a little bit concerning. And he did most of his damage shooting threes as a, like, from bringing the ball up court in transition or as a trailer. And he showed that ability in the game yesterday. But it was the shots off the dribble. It was, he had some tough shots. I put it like that. I was definitely impressed by, by Chet's performance. Now, even though, I mean, we, we all have a tendency to overreact in, in summer league, whether it's good or bad. I remember a couple of years ago, Trey Young had a bad summer league. And I was like, see, he's, you know, he's too small. He's not going to get the same freedom he had at Oklahoma. That, that was my you know, initial thoughts. And then obviously Trey Young is, is a superstar. But then we've seen guys that just really, really stand out and shine in summer league. And it doesn't necessarily translate to the NBA. So again, we, we do have a tendency to overreact in summer league, but man, you cannot help but be impressed by what Chet did. I mean, it was created off the dribble. He had tough shots. He was knocking down threes. He was blocking shots saw a play where he blocked uh, Kofi Coburn shot and Kofi outweighs him by 100 pounds <laughs> like you know how crazy that sounds that you got two professional basketball players not football but two professional basketball players that are sharing the court and they play similar front court positions and there is a 100 pound difference I can't imagine another time where that happened unless you know maybe there were 200 pound centers when Shaq played a little bit. But then again, I think by the end of Shaq's career, he was like 350. So so that, that could definitely be possible. But Chet, again, showed everything. Created off the dribble. He just showed a, a different skill set. It makes me wonder, like was like I said, was Gonzaga really, really holding him back? Because the offense was obviously ran through Drew Timmy. And Chet was more so a guy that kind of scored off dump-offs, vertical lobs. And, um, and and creating his own shot in transition as far as, like, getting a rebound. I knew he could pass. I, I, that was something that I knew. I did a video earlier in the, in the season breaking down his passing. But, again, Chet Holmgren, he has definitely kind of raised the bar in a sense because Paolo and Jabari Smith 
are people are going to be watching him, and, and especially Ben Carroll, because Ben Carroll went number one overall. People are going to be watching them to see what they do in, in their debut. It's going to be tough to uh, have a better debut than what Chet had. But that's why I'm looking forward to going to Vegas, going to Summer League, uh, Ben Carroll versus Jabari, if I'm not mistaken. That is like the headliner for for to, for Thursday's game. So I will be in the building for that. But yeah, once again, Chet Holmgren debut. If you have some thoughts about that, reach out to me Barlow five hundred on Twitter B A R L O W E five zero zero, and let me know. Do you think that was just a great game against a very very bad Utah summer league team? Well, you know, maybe I shouldn't say they were bad summer league team, but. That team was short on major names. It wasn't one of the teams that I would say people are going to be very <laughs> interested in, in watching in Vegas. So do you think it was, you know, a great performance or do you think slow down, slow down, do not overreact to one summer league game. But like I said, again, it was crazy, crazy impressive. All right. When I return. I have a few other players that I want to talk about and some that played in the California classic that have a little bit more. I mean, I guess they have a better sample size, but let me talk to you again about the big news. Boom. Shaka Laka NBA jam is back. Arcade one up the leader in at home retro arcade games is not only bringing you the best game ever, but they're bringing it back to you and they've made it bigger and better with a Shaq edition machine. People are obsessed with the NBA Jam game, and I'm thrilled to tell our listeners that you can once again play hoops with the NBA legends in this arcade classic. Remember, you can jump clear across the court. You can set the ball on fire. There were no fouls. And this was one of the first games ever that featured real digitized NBA licensed teams. Again, no fouls, no free throws, and you don't even need quarters. You can compete with friends and family and the all-new Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more connected than ever. Pre-order right now at Arcade1Up.com. That is Arcade, the number one, up.com for an estimated early September ship date. Arcade One is the place for fun. They've got even more classics like Golden Tee, Mortal Kombat, and others starting at just $3.99. So check it out. They are giving away the NBA Jam Shack Edition to a locked-on listener. Enter for a chance to win a game console for your man cave at arcade1up.com, locked on. That is arcade, the number one, up.com, slash locked on. Now you have until July 8th to enter to win the NBA Jam Shack Edition console. As of now, while I'm recording, it is July 6th. So you have until Friday. And all you have to do is enter to win. So don't miss out. Enter today. And then figure out which team you are going to play with in the process. All right, once again, you are listening to the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast. I'm your host, Rafael Barlow. And today I'm just going to talk about a few guys in the Summer League. player that I want to discuss is someone that I've been high on for about a year now. I've done multiple podcasts talking about him. I've done videos, and it is Nikola Jovic. And so in my last episode that I did solo, I want to say it was Friday. I mentioned that I thought Jovic would struggle a little bit in the Summer League because he is so used to Planning structure and summer league is a little free flowing. Guys really don't have a lot of time to practice. Sometimes guys may get in town, I don't know, three or four days before their first game. So they're kind of are for, forced to learn on the fly, and it just kind of has like a 
I don't want to say necessarily like an AAU feel to it, but it's it's almost like a test for guys to see how fast they can adapt to pro concepts because in the NBA, you can be traded mid-season and, and have to suit up the next day. So it's kind of like, again, a test to see how fast guys adapt, see how well they know the systems and, and, and so on. It's not as easy as it sounds. So I felt like with Jovic, he's used to playing in this structure that he was going to struggle a little bit. And he did have... You know, some games where he, he struggled, struggled getting his shot off. Um, some may say that they thought he pounded the ball a little too much. But then in the game yesterday, he showed his full potential, even though I feel like, even though like on paper he played well, but I thought that there are some areas that are that he could have definitely made some improvements on. But overall, I thought that he played well. I mean, Miami played a Golden State team. They won by 24, so it was... Good numbers in a blowout, but Jovic posted 25 points and nine rebounds on nine of 16 shooting. But the biggest surprise, in a sense, was he shot five of seven from three. Now, that that was kind of one of the knocks on him. Like, he's a guy that is super skilled, can do a little bit of everything. But one of the concerns was his three-point shot. It was a little flat, but overall, I mean, he was... <laughs> As we say at the park, the shot looked wet yesterday, five or seven from three. And I've seen him shoot in person. And I will say he is a, a streaky shooter. Like I saw him at the combine. The shot was up and down, but he did have like, especially in the corners where he shot like, I think at one point he made like 13 in a row. So if he can continue being a consistent shooter, then I think it opens everything up. And then he really becomes a weapon with his versatility. But just watching him, you could see the versatility, how well he moves at 6'11", how he handles the ball. At his size, he is a natural wing. He can post up a little bit. Had a little dirk shot where he got the ball in, in, in the in the mid post, hit the one-leg shot, a little one-leg floater. That, one-leg floater, not floater, sorry, the one-leg jumper. That's something that he's had in his arsenal for years. But again, the shot looked good. He did struggle a little bit finishing at the rim. I think once he gets stronger, then he's going to definitely become a, a much better finisher. But yeah, he I, I felt like he looked really good. And I can't expect him to make five out of seven from three every night. But again, if he can continue to like knock down that three ball, then it's going to open everything up. And even though he didn't have any assists, he showed that he is a capable passer. But Miami has to be very, very pleased with his skill level. Another guy that I thought has, has had his, his moments is Guy Santos from Brazil. And I mentioned it in a previous podcast, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you a Cliff Notes version. He is one of the guys that I really, really wanted to watch play live this past season. I had not been to Brazil. It is the last continent left on my list outside of Antarctica to go watch basketball. So I was really looking for a reason to go, and it was on my schedule to go, but then I found out that my, my wife was pregnant, and so I had to go back and forth in the between Europe and the States while she went back home to go to doctor's appointments. So as you can imagine, flying to the United States from Europe once a month, it adds up, and it can get a little expensive. So I missed the opportunity to watch him play live, but overall in the summer league, I thought that he showed that he is someone that has potential to really be an NBA rotation player with his size, his passing, very comfortable playing in the pick and roll. And I thought he really made a good name for himself. He is someone that I think that will, he he may 
make their roster. But I think if he spends the year playing in, in the G League, then I think that he's going to really make a name for himself. But overall, I mean, he's been playing great. 14 points, three rebounds, about three assists per game. Someone that I am, am, was high on, but I think, you know, the Warriors, you can say they've – it's early. I don't want to, again, overreact. But he looked like one of the better players in, in the California Classic. All right, next, got to talk about Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray has been – I mean, he's had some really good games. Then he had some, you know, he had some games where he struggled. But overall, in the California Classic Summer League, he's averaging 19.7 points, eight rebounds per game. He had a game where he had 24 points. His debut was strong. I think he had 26 points in his debut. He is the guy that I expected him to be. Someone that scores, maybe not flashy, beats you on straight line drives, can finish around the rim, can knock down open shots. Not a guy that's going to wow you with a bunch of highlights not like crazy step back spin moves but he just puts the ball in the basket he's effective i think that he is going to be first team all rookie he's nba ready and uh, i had mentioned it on the previous podcast i don't know why i just keep going back and referring to previous podcasts but i guess when i do five a week I have a lot of podcast content to talk about. But it's funny because his brother, Chris, I think is one of the top returning NBA prospects in college basketball next season. And I I wonder if Keegan's success or lack of success plays a role in Chris's NBA draft style. Of course, Chris is going to have to do his thing on the basketball court in college. But I think if he has a good year and then Keegan has a great year, I'd have to think that would help out his draft. I'm talking about Chris, Keegan's brother. But Keegan Murray has been, like I said, he's been very good. He's also someone that I'm going to pay close attention to in the Las Vegas Summer League because, you know, I I think that he is one of the better players and he could be one of the top five rookies as far as, you know, this class, which he was a top five pick. So, I mean, that's not really saying anything outside of – you know, expectations in a sense. But again, he's someone that I'm going to pay close attention to while I am in Las Vegas. All right. I have another set of rookies that I want to talk about, but got to let you know about Sakara. I feel like your best starts with what you eat and Sakara helps you live a healthy, balanced lifestyle while truly enjoying it. They have delicious plant rich transformational nutritional meals that help build a foundation for living in your best body, it is time for you, yes, you the listener, to seek wellness, joy, and abundance in all areas of your life. And it can start with what you eat. With Sakar, you get nutrient-dense meals, snacks, and supplements that nourish your body. And the key thing is you do not have to sacrifice taste or quality. And looking your best and feeling your best shouldn't mean deprivation. Instead, choose joy and abundance with Sakara's organic, plant-rich, Again, transformational nutrition programs that are designed to help you cultivate body intelligence so you can nourish your body and experience the results that you want. Sakara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine and is on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off of their first order when they go to sakara.com slash locked on 20. 
enter the code locked on 20 at checkout. That's Sakara S A K A R A.com slash locked on 20. And you will get 20% off your next order. Sakara.com slash locked on 20. All right. Once again, this is Raphael Barlow, the director of Sky NBA big board. And I'm just here to talk about summer league. All right. So, I'm going to just fast forward to Vegas. No knock on the Salt Lake City Summer League. I know there's some some good players playing there, but I am looking forward to Vegas because opening night in the Las Vegas Summer League, I guess it's called the NBA 2K23 Summer League now, the Houston Rockets and the Orlando Magic face-off. That is Paolo Bancaro versus Jabari Smith. The NBA is, is they're, they're genius as far as how they are marketing summer league, I remember years ago it was like like a high school game in a sense. You you would go to summer league. It's like eighty people in the crowd, maybe moms, couple girlfriends, and NBA scouts. And I, I tell people all the time. I think it was just ten years ago, two thousand twelve, which I guess is a pretty long time ago. I went to Damian Lillard's summer league debut debut, and I sat by. Paul Allen and Neil O'Shea like they were sitting right by me like it was at the Thomas and Mac it wasn't even at the Cox Pavilion it was at Thomas and Mac and I was able to walk all the way down and sit like on like the second row like, I didn't sit courtside but they had you know the row that was like right behind courtside I sat there a couple seats down I mean you could literally just sit there you could interact with you know GMs coaches players it was so easy. It was literally like going to a closed door high school event, even though it was, you know, available for for the public. Now it's totally changed. I mean, it's it, it's. <laughs> I mean, there's more people at some summer league games than you see at some NBA games. Not not maybe not in Utah and and, and the the crowd at at the California Classic, but in Vegas, especially if the Lakers are playing, if the Lakers are Clippers, or the Lakers and the Kings, you you can get a pretty good crowd there. So it's changed a whole lot so fast forward so now what the nba has done and if and i could be wrong here i want to say it started with the lonzo ball year so i think that was 2017 they start with these marquee matchups to just bring attention to the summer league the nba has just done an excellent job of literally making basketball nba basketball year round the summer league is a major major event now the games are on tv and you just can't beat the nba marketing and Obviously, they know what they're doing because they have this marquee matchup on Thursday where you have Paolo Bencaro, who was the number one pick, going against Jabari Smith, who was the third pick. But most of the world thought he was going to be the first player selected by Orlando. I don't think that there is a rivalry there, but I could see the media creating this rivalry because... You know, rivalry sell. Like I'm sure the NBA wants another Magic versus Bird, or you know, LeBron versus KD. If they can create a little rivalry with Jabari Smith and Paolo Banquero, it's better for the game. I think there was a little small one brewing with uh, Jalen Green and Cade Cunningham last year. So once again, I think the NBA has done a great job marketing summer league. So I will be at that game on Thursday. It is the only game from las vegas but then on friday you have a few other good matchups you got shade and sharp 
going against Jaden Ivey. That is the first game in in the morning there. Well, it's morning in Vegas, but it wouldn't be morning anywhere in the States. And there's a few other games that, that I think are that are, are, are going to be good that I'll be looking forward to. So if you are going to be in, at the Las Vegas Summer League, hit me up. You can hit me on Twitter, Barlow500, B-A-R-L-O-W-E-500. I'll only be there for the weekend, but I would love to catch up and meet some of the listeners and just kind of talk basketball, shoot the breeze. And I know I mention it often. Shout out to all the listeners. Thank you for making the NBA Big Bro Podcast your first listen of the day. I know I say that often, but I really, truly mean it. So I would love to catch up and, and just put a face to the listener. So once again, reach out to me, Barlow500 on Twitter. Hit me on my DMs. My DMs are open. And maybe we can meet up at the Cox Pavilion. We can meet in the hallway or whatever. So hit me up. Well, once again, thank you for listening to my podcast. I really, really appreciate it and thank you again for making the nba big world podcast your first listen of the day now for your second listen you can get up to date with all the latest news and rumors in the nba in just 30 minutes every day with the locked on nba podcast the locked on nba podcast is your daily nba update and it is in just 30 minutes once again it's rafael barlow i am out hope to see you in vegas peace